your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Friday, August 20th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Ramonda Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F. L.A. Panthers. You can follow the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by the Locked On NHL podcast. You need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. So one bit of news that has been really surfacing in the NHL that has been really a talking point throughout many media members, fans, has been now that NHL jerseys will now have advertisements on their jerseys as part of the NHL trying to recoup some of the money that they lost in the COVID-19 pandemic. We saw a little bit of how the divisions were named. You saw how the Central Division that the Florida Panthers were in was called the uh, Discover Central Division. Uh, the North Division was um, Scotiabank, I believe. Uh, West Division was Honda, and Mass Mutual was the East Division. So we saw how these advertisements are putting it in place so that the NHL can recoup some of. The money. And there's some pros and cons to this. There's, I try to keep as much of a level head when it comes to this as possible. Though I understand the manipulative tactics that advertising does have on people. For example, me personally, every time I check my mailbox, uh, every time I go to the mailbox and I see a whole bunch of ads in my mailbox, there's a trash can right next to my mailbox. I throw all of them into that trash can because for me personally, I say, I only buy something when I need to purchase something, not because an advertisement is telling me to. And a lot of times I like to listen to things advertisement free, not only because of the manipulative tactics, but I don't like to be interrupted as far as that. And I know I'm saying this on a podcast where I do read ads, but outside of that, that's just my personal preference when it comes to listening to things when it comes to advertisements. But there's also the other thing, the harsh reality of advertisements pay. As far as when, for example, me working this, it, the, the Locked On Network, when it comes to us doing our jobs, money comes in based on advertising. And the money comes in a lot of the time based on advertisements. And that's just the harsh reality of this business that we're in for any really sports in general, and also not not sports as well. And a lot of people are upset about it. I'm not really upset about it as much as I don't like advertisements. And 
I'll say this. If the money is going partially to the players and it'll benefit based on possibly raising the salary cap for the future so that teams will have more flexibility in order to sign more players and along with the TV deal that ESPN and TNT is a part of, then cool. This is a huge benefit for the league because it's only going to bring more for the Florida Panthers. And I, I'm, I'm mostly hopeful because of the Bob contract, which, again, I won't get too much into because it's only going to upset me. But if you want some more of that wiggle room for the Cats, if this were to bring more revenue in, and, of course, we want, we're not going to see the revenue come in based on advertisements on jerseys for another few years because this is not even going to be a thing that's going to be even going on next season. It's going to be the following year where the Florida Panthers and the rest of the NHL will have advertisements on their jersey. And personally, I don't know. I don't get why there's such a big outrage of it, though, because when you tune in to a sporting game, of any kind, are you really thinking about the advertisements? Uh, not really. I'm not thinking about it as much as, as much as I don't like commercial breaks. I, I mean, it gives for me as a fan, it gives me an opportunity to go to the restroom, write a few things on my notes because I, I work, I do a podcast. Uh, go, go to my kitchen and heat up some food and and bring it back to to my desk to continue working. Um, and I, I. I I get I I don't like a lot of stoppages, but it gives a little bit of opportunity. If you and if you are going to a game as well in person, a lot of some of those stoppages have some benefits to it. For personally, I don't really think about it as too much of looking at the advertisement itself, but I think about it as stoppages. I mean, there there are a lot of stoppages in a game like football, which is crazy with advertisements because of um, because especially if you go to a game in person. You'll see uh, the football teams just in their huddle, just chatting in the middle of a TV timeout, just sitting there while, while fans, I can get the frustration of that, but also um, stoppages with hockey as well. Um, so I, I, I can kind of understand, but it's also an opportunity to like, because of the fast paced sport that it is to like ease your mind a little bit. College basketball is the absolute worst when it comes to that because there's stoppages and TV timeouts every four minutes, I believe it is. Correct. I'm, I, I don't know that on the top of my head, but I think it's every four minutes that there's a TV timeout, along with the timeouts that each team has on, 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 on hand for them. So that is a little bit of, if there's any sport that's really bad when it comes to TV timeouts, it's college basketball. But do you, when the puck is dropped, are you really thinking about the advertisements on the jerseys or the advertisements on the helmets? The only really time that you see the advertisements on, on the players or even the helmets is when they zoom in. But most of the time, you're seeing just the camera at center ice going back and forth, back and forth. And are you really seeing the advertisements up close and personal on the players? No. So I really don't understand the outrage. and. I get it. There's like an old school feel that these jerseys look a certain way and the things that you don't want to change. But in, in 
the world of COVID-19 and for the lead to generate revenue, which again, I hope that some of it goes back in order for the salary cap and to go back to players to get them paid. That's my hope. But I, I, don't, I don't know how that structure is going to be. But do, we, we got advertisement on helmets. We got more advertisements around. And at the end, when a, when a hockey game is over, are you really think about, oh, man, that advertisement really bothered me here. It's, it's going to look normal after, after a while. So I don't really understand the outrage. Um, if you watch soccer, the, the, the actual logos for a lot of the teams are actually a very small logo. And it's on the top left, I believe, of their, of their jersey, while the advertisement is bigger, actually. And honestly, that's something that I've gotten used to in my little bit of soccer that I watch. I consider myself more of a casual, but I, I've seen it, and it's just there. At this point, it's just there. And I get it for hockey uh, that, that you don't want it to, um, a lot of fans don't want it to turn it into this, but if, if you, after a while, it's not going to mean, really mean anything. It's just going to be more money for the league. And it's only going to hopefully mean more money for the players. And I've said players a whole bunch of times because I'm, that's, that's the hope. And it'll, it'll help recover because let's not forget a lot of these markets, especially in the Canadian market, a lot of teams lost uh, gate revenue, concession stand revenue. And so this is a way to make up for it. And not every single building will be fully packed. Uh, this season as well some of them will still go under limited capacity so you the fact that the nhl is still trying to make up some of the revenue for it and it's of the four major sports let's not kid ourselves it's the sport that comes with the least revenue of the four major sports so they're doing everything they can in order to recover a lot that they lost so I have no issue with it, and if you want to have an issue with it, I'm not going to try to convince you, but I'm telling you why you shouldn't, but if you choose not to, hey, I can't stop you, so let's, let's just keep in mind that when the puck drops, you're only thinking about the game then and there, and while in transition of, on a breakaway, I'm not thinking about an advertisement. I'm thinking about whether Alexander Barkov or Carter Verhage can find a way to uh, generate a, a breakaway at the other end to try to score and take the lead a game-winning goal of any sort. So that's what I'm thinking about. In the next segment, we're going to talk about the prospect development camp that the Florida Panthers will be participating in. You've been listening to Locked on Panthers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code 
Locked on. So one thing that was announced uh, this week was that the Florida Panthers will be participating in a prospect showcase in mid-September, just a month before the season starts. And they will be teaming up, not teaming up, but participating with the Carolina Hurricanes, Nashville Predators, and the Tampa Bay Lightning in mid-September from September 18th to September 21st. And the showcase is hosted by the Tampa Bay Lightning. It will be in the Advent Health Training Center in Wesley Chapel, Florida, which is just outside of the city of Tampa. I looked it up on the GPS. And doing this combined with these three other teams tells me something. And I think of it as, hmm, these four teams all together host were in a single division and they are regionally really mostly located in the southeast with Tennessee, Carolina, and the two Florida teams. And it just goes to show that in a season like last season, which was a special kind of season and a crazy one too, especially with all the COVID rescheduling, all the shifting, you had your own separate pods of divisions, which was a crazy first season for me to definitely cover the team where I really only saw seven other teams versus not seeing the whole National Hockey League. And you, the Florida Panther fan, were in the same boat, not really seeing many teams outside of it. So this just goes to show that when each of these teams played each other eight times, that the management got to know the other management. The players got to know the other players. I mean, even though it's a prospect showcase, the professional players got to know the other players as well. Head coaches were starting to get to know the other coaches because these head coaches and the GMs are really going to be the ones looking at this. And it, it, I'm starting really to see really the, the benefit of what last year had with the Central Division. But also, I think about the benefit of the fact that we're still in a pandemic, not, the, not a benefit that the pandemic is still around, which is very, still very real, but the benefit of it being regionally and being in one location as well at the Advent Health uh, training facility of the Tampa Bay Lightning is that everybody is there and there doesn't have to be any traveling back and forth. And the fact that you get to really face off against these teams that you were really familiar with, even though, again, it was the professional players that did it. And the following schedule for the Panthers goes as follows. Florida will be playing the Carolina Hurricanes at 10 a.m. on September 18th. The Florida Panthers will be facing the Nashville Predators 10 a.m. on September 19th. And then the Florida Panthers will be facing the Tampa Bay Lightning on September 21st. These are tweets according to David Dwork of WPLG Local 10. And also, congratulations to David Dwork, a three-time guest of 
the podcast for completing two years with WPLG Local 10, the ABC affiliate of South Florida. Congratulations to him. Very great guy. Very great resource to go to when it comes to the Florida Panthers and covering his favorite team. He talks about it, and I'm, I'm happy for a person like David Dorkin. He's great. But the Florida Panthers get to an opportunity to really showcase against teams that they might be facing often, uh, at least the prospects, once they make it up to the NHL level. And I mean, not really Nashville, because they're still in the Western Conference, but they get to see how they face off for like the future against their cross-state rival and a team in the Metropolitan Division of the Carolina Hurricanes. Though, regionally, it still doesn't make sense how the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning are in the Atlantic, while the Carolina Hurricanes are in the Metropolitan. I, 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 don't, I don't get division alignments at all, but there's an opportunity to grow. Uh, and then, of course, they're going to be facing off against each other again, a lot of them, when they start in their AHL affiliates starting next season. So they'll really, really get to know each other. That's for sure. So the Florida Panthers did, in fact, release their roster that they will be putting together for the developmental camp that will be taking place September 10th to the 14th in Coral Springs. And that is something that I will talk about in the next segment. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You want to know what my flavor, favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the cookies and cream. What? Cookies and cream, anything, ice cream, goat bars, any anything cookies and cream related. Why not? It's a very obvious choice. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. Order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that great? So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at built.com. So as promised, the Florida Panthers uh, released their 2021 Panthers Development Camp and Prospect Showcase Roster. And we're going to start with defensemen in this one. Some notable names, some were drafted by the Florida Panthers, some 
are not under contract for the Florida Panthers, and some of them include Mexico Don, who spent all of last season in Bakersfield, 19 points in 32 games for the Bakersfield Condors and a plus-minus of plus 16. So really made a difference over there in the AHL over there in Bakersfield. 2021 seventh-round pick, Braden Hashi is also in the development camp for the Florida Panthers. Um, did not play uh, last season for Kingston in the OHL. Matt Kierstead, who was a player that the Florida Panthers signed outright from North Dakota um, just last season. And the Florida Panthers, this is a guy that the Florida Panthers are really, really high on. And the this is a player that Bill Zito specifically mentioned in a presser. So Matt Kierstead is a guy who you could see possibly mixing and matching on that final defensive pairing because we already know the five uh, that are going to be almost there every single night. And Matt Kierstead is going to be one player who's going to be mixed in. Another player is Jacob Laguerre, who was a fifth-round pick from the Montreal Canadiens back in 2019. Uh, played with the AHL affiliate over there. Only played four games for them. Didn't score a goal or didn't even record a point, but had a plus-minus of plus two in four games over there. It looks like he is looking for a new uh, home come this season. John Ludwig, a third-round pick for the Cats. Of eight points in 13 games with a plus four as plus minus. And Evan Naus, a recent Florida Panthers pick from the 2021 draft in the second round, um, will be in the development camp as well. That will wrap up the defenseman for the Florida Panthers. And other players that are not signed by the Florida Panthers is Robert Calisti and Frederick Brunet. Those are the other defensemen. For the Florida Panthers, notable um, forwards are Grigory Denisenko, former first-round pick from the 2018 draft, made his NHL debut just last season um, with the with the Florida Panthers. Don't know what his role or how much action he's going to get based on the Florida Panthers just being um, being a contender and how where will he fit? Will he start in AHL Charlotte or will he be mixed in and matched and healthy scratches? Um, here and there. Personally, for me, I think as far as development and playing time, I think he should be starting in AHL Charlotte to, so that he could get to, so he's not a healthy scratch and on the active roster. Logan Hutsko is uh, another name here. Logan Hutsko just signed his ELC back in late January, early February. Though Logan Hutsko has averaged a point a game in his final two seasons at Boston College. The issue with Logan Hutsko, though, is he does have an injury history throughout his career. And I, I say this, if you get injured in college and, and before, chances are you're likely that's likely going to carry over to the NHL level. And he's a distributing type of forward. Think of like a Jonathan Huberdeau type of player. So lo- love Logan Hutsko's game. Just can he stay healthy? That's the question with Hutsko. Anton Lindell. A notable Florida Panther who just signed his ELC just recently after averaging almost a point a game in his final season in Liga, and he's heading over the the prospect that 
the Florida Panthers and their fans are really looking forward to. People say 3C to start off next season if he makes it, and I think he has a really good chance to make this roster next year. I think he should skip the AHL, all, like just skip the AHL and just head to the active roster. And I'm really looking forward to how Anton Lundell is going to look like in the Panthers' development and, sh- and prospect showcase. Another one is Surin Noel who is a second-round pick in the 2018 NHL entry draft and played with the Syracuse Crunch last year, um, getting four points in eight, eight games. Cole Schwitt, um, the 2019 third-round pick for the Florida Panthers, is also there. Justin Sordiff, a 2020 third-round pick for the Panthers, who got 34 points in 22 games playing in the WHL in Vancouver. So definitely a player that you you want to also keep an eye out. And also other players that um, are on the list that are not under contract for the Florida Panthers, Eric Allery, Simon Pinard, Connor Trenholm, and Trevor Wong. Those are the unsigned players for the Florida Panthers. And now going to goalie. Of course, the one player that everyone is excited for, the possibly the future of goaltending for the Florida Panthers. And he's only lost one game in six appearances as the goalie for the Florida Panthers, and it was the game six of the first round matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Went 4-0-0 in the regular season. That is Spencer Knight, 4-0-0, a 3.32 goals against average, and 9.19 percentage before in Boston College 21 games played 16 4 and 1 three shutouts 2.18 goals against average and a 9.32 save percentage in his final season was part of the in the top 10 for the Hobie Baker award for best player in college hockey last year in Boston College so you're going to see many notable Florida Panthers players that were on the active roster at, at some point last year like a Spencer Knight Matt Kirstead, Grigory Denisenko, prospects that are already making some noise in Anton Lundell, like a Max Gildon, like we mentioned of him playing in Bakersfield. And I'm not sure how we're going to get all the information based on the prospect and development camp. Chances are these aren't going to be televised, and hopefully they are, and they find a way to televise it to us. And I, chances are, I'm not going to be there in person to really um, look at these players and really see for myself, like, how they look. So, as of right now, if we don't know anything about it being televised, count on it not being televised. And chances are, we're going to have to base our analysis and our thoughts based on tweets of the people who actually go over to Wesley Chapel, Florida and talk about the prospect and development camp over there. So keep an eye out on those for for the people who are actually there tweeting the action. But it's a good opportunity for the Florida Panthers and their prospects to get some exposure. And these are guys that, like I said in the previous segment, that they're going to be facing possibly for many years and they'll definitely get to know each other. And, of course, the unsigned guys who aren't under contract uh, for the Florida Panthers, this is an, an opportunity for not only the cats to possibly bring him on board but also for um the florida panthers to look at 
the unsigned players from other teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning, National Predators, and Carolina Hurricanes as well to see what they like and if they want to bring somebody in as well. So great opportunity with all four teams in one location to really showcase their talent. And it's an exciting time. And whatever I hear based on the Twitterverse or if it's televised, I will bring that to you when this happens starting next month in mid-September. So keep keep it right here on Locked on Panthers where I will be breaking down everything on these prospects in the developmental camp. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked on Florida Panthers jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked on NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, where they'll be covering all the off-season activities in the National Hockey League. And when you're done listening to this episode of Locked on Panthers, Make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked on Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, and Lee Sterling, lock of the day. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get podcasts. Tom Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked on Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.